Hello and welcome to our service this week. It's the weekend of All Saints. Everyone knows it's Halloween on the 31st of October. Not so many people remember All Saints Day on the 1st of November, so we're going to put that right today. We're going to begin with a great song which celebrates the fact that all saints are worshipping God together with the angels. Come, let us join our cheerful songs. Thank you that we can join with the angels, with all those who've gone before, the multitude of people who are worshipping around your throne. And we pray that today we will have a sense that we're not just sitting in a room on our own or with one or two others, but that we really are part of a vast congregation across the world and across the ages. Help us to worship you today. Help us to know your presence. Help us to experience the communion of saints. Amen. That's reflected again in our next very well-known hymn, Glorious Things of Thee Are Spoken. Saviour, if by grace I am a member of that glorious city, let nothing stand in my way from following you.
Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Then the angel said to me, Write this. Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. That reading takes us to the ends of the ages and right into the heart of heaven as we hear and see, as John did, the multitude of people from every tribe and nation, the sound like roaring waters as everyone joined together to worship God. As we said before, we enjoy the communion of saints, which is across the ages and across geography. And this next song, it's a favourite of mine. 
It's an old American tune and the words written in the 19th century. Just recognising that in Christ there is one great family of faith across the earth. In Christ there is no East or West. think of it. This uh, photo was taken in Morrison's just a, a day or two ago. Everyone's obsessed with it, aren't they? What does it make you think about? Trick or treat? Scary movies? Everyone seems obsessed with horror movies at the moment. They're all over the television. If you're older, you'll remember the much milder traditions before the Americanization of Halloween. Remember Duck Apple getting wet faces trying to bite bits off sour apples. <clears throat> Nowadays, it's become a day for frightening ourselves with tales of the supernatural and for dressing up as zombies or horror characters. Is my daughter and her family in America. They do take it seriously over there. If you're Mexican, the Day of the Dead, as featured in the Pixar movie Coco, and in the opening of the James Bond movie, Spectre. And in many other parts of the world, there are traditions involving visits from the dead or contacts between this world and the next. It can be joyful and celebratory, as in Mexico, where people have picnics in cemeteries and tell stories about their deceased family. Or it can be scary, 
believing that the dead actually return with unfinished business before departing this world forever. Many cultures believe that Halloween is what they call a thin place, a moment in the year where this world and the next world are quite close together. You don't get any of this in the Bible, of course. These are traditions that have grown up and been added to and been sometimes a little bit Christianized. But you see, death is the great unknown and every culture devises ways to deal with its horrors and loss. And alongside that's the great mystery of what lies beyond, the sense that this world is not all that there is. So many TV shows and movies today take us beyond humanity and into realms of magic, aliens, superheroes. There's a fascination with the unknown and we're desperate to believe that there's more to life than what we see every day. But let's go back to where Halloween actually comes from. Its full name, its proper name is All Hallows Eve, hallow being an old word for holy. It's the evening before All Hallows Day or All Saints Day. So it really is about remembering all those who've gone before and recognising that we're all one together in the great kingdom of God, but not in a spooky way. That's why many churches have rejected scary Halloween imagery and have a children's party focused on light rather than darkness. So who are all these all saints? I'm tempted to say, put your hand up if you're a saint. Well, you are. Paul writes to the Christians in Ephesus like this, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. He meant all of them. Today we use the word saint to mean someone who's very good, saintly, especially if they're dead. But really it just means those who are called to be followers of Jesus. Paul writes another letter to all God's beloved in Rome who are called to be saints. So when we celebrate All Saints Day, we're thinking of ourselves and everyone we know who's a believer. We're thinking of the worldwide church in Christ there is no East or West. The millions upon millions of people who follow Jesus. We're also thinking particularly of all those who've gone before us, whose witness and whose faithfulness have laid the foundations for our faith and our freedoms today. And finally, we're thinking ahead to the great day when all saints will be gathered in heaven before the throne of God, as we read about. We're going to sing this hymn later, Hymn of Heaven. And on that day we join the resurrection and stand beside the heroes of the faith. With one voice a thousand generations sing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. So let's think about the past, present and future as they come together on All Saints Day. Remember, past, present, future, it's all one to God. There's no clocks in eternity. So first of all, All Saints Day is about honouring the saints. 
I was interested to find out that as well as being Halloween, 31st of October has another significance most people in this country wouldn't recognise. In 1517, Martin Luther, a German monk, sent a copy of what were called 95 Theses, 95 Statements to his bishop, protesting against some of the doctrines of the church, which at that time was almost exclusively the Catholic Church. At the same time, he nailed a copy to the door of All Saints Church as a public protest. Hear the word protest. That's why the movement he and others began, of which the Methodist Church is part, is known as the Protestant Church or the Protestant Church. Martin Luther, together with John Calvin and many others, are among the All Saints we should remember who were faithful to the truth they saw in the Bible and bold in proclaiming it. In this country, there were those who gave their lives to bring the Bible to the people, John Wycliffe, William Tyndale. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 is a gallery of faith of the heroes of the Old Testament. We could write our own gallery of faith for the heroes of the last 2000 years. Great missionaries like Hudson Taylor, who brought the gospel into China. Social reformers like Methodist local preacher William Booth, who founded the Salvation Army to address poverty and deprivation in our cities, which they're still doing. Then there are those almost forgotten. Mary Slessor there on the left and Gladys Aylward. Gladys Aylward's story, of course, was told in a movie, The Inn of the Sixth Happiness, some might remember. Mary Slessor was uh, a downtown working class Glaswegian woman who decided that she was going to go to West Africa to work and preach the gospel there. And despite the fact that she was uneducated and she was put off by everyone around, she determined to go and she went and did amazing work. Then there's those who've fought against injustice in their own country and of course somebody like Martin Luther King immediately springs to mind. We have an amazing heritage who'd be in your gallery. But then on a personal level who do you look back on as having helped you in your faith journey? I remember my first pastor Robert Rain who faithfully preached and taught for more than 50 years in a small Pentecostal chapel in Liverpool and who formed my thinking and preaching more than probably anyone else. By the way, he never preached for less than 50 minutes, but that's one habit I didn't pick up. You'll be glad to know. Who's your personal hero? All Saints Day is a chance to reflect on those who've been important in our lives and to thank God for them. But don't just look back, look around. Who are those today who are blessing you, encouraging you and helping you move forward in your faith? How can you honour them? I read about one church where they set their members a challenge during Lent. Every day for 40 days, write a letter to someone to thank them for their input into your life. Could you think of that many? Or could you make a start by thinking of a couple of people who've blessed you and telling them in a letter and an email or message or face-to-face? Would it be too embarrassing to post Facebook, Instagram or TikTok videos thanking people? 
you never know, it could go viral. And then as well as honouring the saints, All Saints Day reminds us that we're worshipping with the saints, as we read earlier. The Apostles' Creed contains the phrase, I believe in the communion of saints. Have you ever thought about what this means? It simply tells us that all those Christians who've ever lived or ever will live are with us part of a vast and close-knit family. When we worship God, when we offer praise and adoration, we're joining together with this unnumbered and unimaginable host. Some are present in heaven, surrounding God's throne and joining with the angels in seeing and worshipping God. Others are present across the world in countless communities or believers from every denomination, every race, every tribe and nation. We had experience of different kinds of worship. I've been lucky, I've enjoyed worshipping with Christians in India, in Africa, in the USA, in Australia. I am getting on a bit, I have had a few years to travel. I've been in Pentecostal and house church services, Roman Catholic and Greek Orthodox, Methodist, Baptist, Anglican, Brethren, Presbyterian. So many styles and forms of worship. But wherever there are true worshippers, the Spirit of God is present. We all have preferences. Different forms of worship speak to each one of us. But no one's better than the rest. God is endlessly creative. And our human diversity in worship recognises that. Then, the faith of the saints, in all that diversity of language, culture and tradition, what is it that holds us together? What's the special source? Simply this. If you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus died and rose again. As I believe that in my heart and confess it with my lips, I'm part of the eternal communion of saints. When I wake up on the 1st of November, I can truly celebrate being a living part of All Saints Day. So as we finish, I'm going to give us all the chance to reaffirm our place in that great congregation as we say together the words of the Apostles' Creed. As we say this, we join Christians past and present and from all over the world in proclaiming our common faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. On this All Saints Day, 
may we feel ourselves to be truly part of that great communion. And may we look forward to the day when we join together with a thousand generations to sing the praise of God. Amen. How I long to breathe the air of heaven Where pain is gone and mercy fills the streets To look upon the one who bled to save me And walk with him for all eternity There will be a day when all will bow before Him. There will be a day when death will be no more. Standing face to face with He who died and rose again. Holy, holy is the Lord. Every prayer we prayed in desperation The songs of faith we sang through doubt and fear In the end we'll see that it was worth it When He returns to wipe away our tears
So here's some prayers suitable for All Saints Day. First, a prayer for the saints who are still with us. God, I can often forget that those who are saved are saints. I want to lift up those who are part of the Christian community who still walk this world. May you give us a zeal for our mission to spread the gospel to the ends of the earth. And may you help me to be an encouragement to my fellow brothers and sisters. When they stumble, help me to be the arms to lift them up. When they need encouragement, help me to be the one to offer them solace. Amen. And a prayer for the saints we've forgotten. Lord, we can so often remember the Christians who moved mountains by earthly standards. But please help us to pray and remember those who fulfilled their calling behind the scenes. We've been blessed by such a long history of the church that many can be forgotten. Please help us to learn from the lives of those who didn't earn much spotlight. Let us glean from their humility and servitude. After all, you humbled yourself even to the most shameful death that existed during your time, the cross. May we be more like these saints and more like you every day. Amen. And a prayer for all saints. Heavenly Father, you've enriched us with such a wonderful universal church. We have so many faithful examples to draw from and so many stories of faith and trust in you. I lift up the universal church to you now. May the stories of those from the past encourage us and may we be able to shine your light so that future generations may look back on our example and feel the same trust and conviction that we do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's say together the universal prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. And we pray that that kingdom will be built among us today and will stand eternally. Build your kingdom here. Come set your rule and reign In our hearts again Increase in us we pray Unveil why we're made Come set our hearts ablaze with hope Like wildfire in our very souls Holy Spirit come invade us now Church, we need your power. 
show your mighty hand Heal our streets and land Set your church Now, blessing in the words that Paul writes to the Ephesians. May Christ dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. In Christ's name. Amen.